and people who are willing to do the work, people who are willing to roll up their sleeves and really say, hey, I am, I, I'm, I'm going to grit it. I'm going to get this done. We'll end up far ahead of the game in three years from now than people who have concerns around the market. This video is brought to you by Fast Track, a partner program where Jerry Norton will fund your deals and mentor you. Learn more at FastTrackWithJerry.com. Jock. Jerry, been looking forward to being on your own. I webcast. know. So, guys, you got to understand here that Jock, you're one of my closest friends. We've been friends for a long time. I was hoping you'd say I didn't know where I was on the list. I'm closest, glad to hear. yeah, like top, you know, top yeah, three or four, right. maybe five. But we've been friends for a long time. Uh, got to know you when I moved out here to Utah. We've stayed in. You know, I've moved around a lot, Jock, and I've stayed like really close with only you. <laughs> Small group of people. Anyway, I consider you a really close friend. And what's exciting is you're in real estate like me. You play the real estate game at a totally different level. It's fascinating for me to talk to you about your deals and the things you're doing because it's just a whole other world that I don't really know. I'm, I'm residential pretty much only. And you're in the multifamily game, not just multifamily, but new construction, development of multifamily that you then flip. So very niche, unique business model. Uh, you guys are very good at it. You do these, you know, brand new class A homes that then you flip. And so what's interesting is I get kind of the big picture of like, okay, it's real estate. We look at values. We look at NOI. We look at cap rates, you know, rental rates, per door numbers, things like that. But um, you're putting together these deals that are just really big deals. And you've got this recent deal where you acquired the land and then flip that land, just like I do with like houses, same thing, but at a whole different level with a whole bunch more zeros. So, Jock, let's talk about this. What does that look like? I mean, let's talk about that deal. And then I want to really talk about the psychology or the mindset behind getting in the game, what it looks like to start to do bigger deals, how to play at a level that wherever you're at, how to level up really and do things like that. What's that look like? You know, Jerry, two things I would say. You, you know me. So you know I've been in multiple industries. So I, I've been in hospitality, hotels, restaurants, banquet facilities, went to training. I was director of the office of Stephen R. Covey, traveled the world with him. What a, what a blessing that was. And now I'm in real estate. You say, well, what, what, how, how does that all work? How, how do you connect those dots? I'll say two things. One, it's all about relationships. You know, when you think about it, it's interesting. When we traveled with Stephen, we would do things like we'd work with the government to help reduce divorce We'd help reduce uh, spousal abuse and suicide post-deployment. Uh, just, just really meaningful things. Yeah. And you really got to get into the relationship. I've really, it's, it's not about having a framework for how do you demonstrate empathy. It's about nurturing and really having a, a connection of empathy that you, you got to love the people you're working with. So you, I think what you're saying is you're in the people business, not the real estate business. It don't matter. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it, it, whether I'm helping to reduce divorce or whether I'm trying to make a real estate deal, it's the same thing. And, and when you look at this deal that we put together, um, and you know, who knows if we could ever do that again. I mean, that's not why we're Except in the you business. have another one. This is another one coming. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you look at how many relationships were involved. We were involved with the city. A lot of people at the city, working with the cities that we work with, they like, you know, it takes me. It takes me a year and a half to get entitlements through that city. It does for me on my new construction. We, it takes. It's taken me eighteen months to get through. Well, I'll give you some secrets. Okay, on that. thank you. It's all about the crumble connections. Cookies. <laughs> it's all about donuts and cookies. Crumble cookies. No, it's really about caring. I mean, I walk into these cities and I say, guys, how do you do it? 
How do you do it? You've got, got 12 developers coming at you. You're, you're trying to figure out, and, and, and other cities are poaching from you. I know because your director is now working for me in another city, so I know you're losing staff. So I really deep empathy. How are you guys doing it? And how can I help you as a developer? Because it mustn't be easy to do your job. So how can I help you? So we got the city we're working with. We got an architect we're working with. Then we've got a brokers. Brokers everywhere are trying to figure out how do I have a relationship? And some of them, some of them need to learn to be better brokers. You know, they, they, they call you and they're saying stuff. You're like, hey, listen, just so you know, there's only one piece of land like this one. And with the pitch that you just gave me, I ain't giving it to you. Yeah. But let me tell you why I'm not giving it to you. You build a, you still have, you, you still care for the individual. And then you got buyers. Every one of those individuals. And contractors. Contractors. That's in this particular case, we, we, we. Didn't well, in this one, yeah. Absolutely incredible story. We sold the property. In our due diligence, the buyer said, I can't build it for the value that you have in your performa. I can't build it at that. And I said, well, that's no problem. I said, it's my builder. You want to use my builder? Here's my builder. I hand it over my builder to the buyer and the buyer's like, okay, great. So absolutely the builder was involved. So let's talk about it. Just to put this in perspective, you got under contract and, and bought we had a, a piece of land. We flipped from another property. So we had a property in Florida. We did a 1031 exchange into okay. this land. We didn't need to close on the land for another year and a half because that was our development period, but we had a swap, so we closed on it. We closed on it at 11 million. Yeah, and if you don't know the 1031, it's where you take your proceeds from one deal and you roll it into the other one, tax deferred. Correct. So 1031 buyers tend to be, there's urgency because you only have a time frame, and you know, like you gotta get that money deployed in the next deal. Correct. So rather than wait, you took it down, took you it had down the funds, right away. everything right. kind of worked out. So you buy this piece of land with the intent to Build how many units? 345 units. So a 345 unit, go through all of the work with, like you said, city and contractors to build this thing. Which then we you got to lease it out. Which we did because we bought it unentitled. So we, we bought a piece of land in, a, in, a, in an incredible market. I-10 and 101 in Phoenix, mm-hmm. gateway to a- Avondale. Great piece of land. Uh, unentitled. We got our entitlements. We got site Unentitled meaning what? Meaning that the property wasn't... Uh, um, currently zoned to build multifamily. Okay. Multifamily is probably one of the hardest designations to get because a lot of, a lot of cities think high density. We don't want that parking, kind of traffic, parking. Yeah. Now, in reality, cities should wise up and realize that multifamily is probably the best designation because it brings all the other business. But people, cities don't think that way right now. So designating it to multifamily was a, was a part of the process. Once we got it designated, got site plan approval saying, this is not only the designation, but here's exactly what we're going to build. Then we got our plans, both engineering and uh, architectural to 100%. So, so you're investing now, right? You're putting time and money into this project. We had about a million to invested in the project when we sold it. Okay. So you're that far along, but you haven't broken ground. You're not, you're not to that stage yet, and, but you're in the game, right? And that I think the key lesson, Jacques, I hope to share with people is this deal we're about to talk about, the deal of a lifetime doesn't come if you're not in the game. And when you're in the game, all the stars can align. They won't align if you're not in the game. They may align if you're in the game, meaning just everything kind of works out to where you put together this deal of a lifetime. So let's talk numbers. It was 11 million for this, this prime piece of real estate. Time's in your favor now, right? The stars are aligning because market explodes in the Phoenix market. And you get a buyer who's a multifamily developer like you. Out of Portland, no projects in, in Arizona, wanting to break into the market. Yeah. And he wants to be ahead of everybody else. So the buyer. He's, the the buyer. buyer. So he's got two choices. He could either buy a new piece of land, spend two years getting it entitled, mm-hmm. getting his permits, and then hoping that the market's still there when he opens. Or 
smart, step right into a project that's already entitled 100% plans. Our permits were at the city ready to pick up. So, or step up on that. Those were his two choices. And he chose to step up. So what was the buy price on this deal? Guys, I hope you're sitting down. He offered us 33 and we settled at 32 million. 32 million for a land flip. And it was interesting. Our pro formas, the way our properties work, we take our revenue and that's our net operating income. And then we, uh, we divide it by the cap rate, which tells us what it should be worth. Okay. That number that he offered us at $33 million was about $4 million short of what it would have been if we would have spent the four years building it, developing it, leasing it up, and finding a buyer to flip it. So you almost sold it for, you almost made as much as you would have had you done the whole project, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Oh, man. It, it was, was interesting, because we know the time now. 11 we, to 32 million. We can now back up and know what happened between today and when we sold it, because now interest rates have gone up by a three-quarter percent. I don't have a crystal ball. I would predict that they're going to go up another three-quarter percent before summer, and I would predict that they're going to go up another half percent after. Mm. So I, I think we'll be about two and a, about Keep going. three percent. He calls me back. So he... We, we do the deal. After closing? No, he during due diligence. Okay. He's got two years, two months of due diligence, right? During the due diligence, he calls me and he says, I can't, I can't get my construction numbers. I goes, no problem. I can help you with that. Here's my, here's my, here's my GC. No problem. He calls you back. He says, okay, I want to retrade, meaning that he wants to lower the price. Renegotiate. This guy's a cash buyer. He's a very big multifamily. Very wealthy guy. Very, he calls me back and he says, so I, you know, he says, interest rates are going up. He says, my lumber's going up. He says, I'd like to retrade. And at the same time, we have a conflict out in uh, that we, we might be on the cusp of the Third World War, you know, yeah, with, in the with Ukraine, Ukraine, yeah, with Russia. So I don't know what's going on. So I said to him, I says, you know, absolutely. I says, if you want to lower the price by a million dollars, we could totally do that. The only stipulation is that you'd have to close by Friday. Meaning, <laughs> let's 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 not do the thirty days. Of I'll be close. happy to make twenty instead of twenty-one million, right? 30, 32 instead of 33, but you got to close by Friday. Yeah. And he says to me, he says, you know, Jacques, he says, that's ridiculous. He says, there's no way that I can get my bank to close by, by, by Friday. There's no way I get title work. I said, all the work is done. Yeah. We've got permits. Yeah. So to get permits, you need to make sure that the ad serves are there. Everything's in place. And I says, of all the people that I know, you are the only person who could just close cash. Pick up the phone and, and, and do worry, it. worry about yeah. your bank later. So that's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> He hangs up upset. He calls you back 15 minutes later. He says, we'll do it. This guy runs a 350 people organization. That they night, were all hopping. They were all calling me. I had, I had his lawyer call. What are you thinking? How could we do that? Well, I don't know. Let's figure it out. So we spent the weekend trying to orchestrate his whole team to believe that we could. Yeah. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of the following week getting it done. And you got it pulled off. And we got it pulled off. And I look back now, that million dollar haircut Dude, I would do oh, it every day because it now so worth interest it. rates being what they were. But in, in the reality is it's all about relationships. My relationship with the buyer, he knew that I wasn't bluffing. I was totally straight up. We had, we had our, our GC ready to start building. The, uh, the real estate agent who was involved, you know, agents could add a lot of value. They could also create a lot of conflict. Having a relationship with the agent who's representing the buyer helps you make sure that we're not creating conflict, but helping them move forward. So it's really all about truly caring for the, for, for the people that we're working with. You know, there's another big takeaway that I get from this story and from what you did there. And that is, um, you know, I like to talk a lot on the channel with people about little deals versus big deals. And if you think about it, whether it's a 
you know, $10,000 flip for a wholesale deal on a single family or, you know, a $20 million land flip. The mechanics of getting a deal, finding a buyer who's got a use for that property at whatever their value of that use is, and being able to align those parties is, is where you come in as an investor if you're looking to flip and really maximize your efforts. And really, honestly, I mean, there's some things there you, you threw out some vocabulary maybe you're not co- comfortable with or whatever, you know, cap rates and rent rates and NOIs and all these things. But at the end of the day, it's still all about getting a good deal, buying a good deal. And if you're flipping, finding the, the right end buyer for that property and when you line those two up, that's where magic happens. Yeah, you're right. Because another buyer who would have been in the Arizona market, you know, whether they start this year or next year, they've got three deal pipeline, it wouldn't matter to them. So finding the right buyer was essential in the process. Yeah. yeah, you had to find that right buyer and align those two parties. So I hope someone listening to this and, and seeing that, I hope you're not thinking, well, that's so far out of my league. I could never do a deal like that. By no. the way, Jerry, it was out of my league. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I, I would have never predicted it. You know, if you would have told me in January that that project would, I was saddling yeah. up for four years. Yeah, you know, of work together. But I mean, Jock. So I did a deal recently that was like a little like your deal had a baby, and it was my deal, and it was. Uh, but it was a similar type of idea. I, I bought a lot. I got a, an architect to do plans. So I spent the money. I went through the process of getting my permit. So now I had this build-ready lot, and that had a lot of value to a build-ready investor that was like, I, wanna, I just want to go. I don't want to go through that process. And so I ended up flipping that deal and made almost a million-dollar spread on a single-family residential lot. But why? I bought right. I added value in the form of permits and, and plans, and then I found the right buyer who had a use for that and made this big spread without having to without having to build and flip it. You know, same type of idea, much smaller scale, but same type of idea. So guys, think about opportunities in your market. You're out there looking at deals. What is going on in the marketplace where you can get access to that good deal, do some type of value add, even if it's just in the form of equity. Hey, I got a deal, there's equity, here you go. Or are there things you can do to where an end buyer, end user would really want that deal? I think commercial is exciting because there's like, endless use of things, especially 1031 buyers and so on. But I mean, having that mindset is huge. In fact, you've got a second deal where you're considering trying to put it together where it's very similar numbers, isn't it? Another land flip. It's very interesting, Jerry, because I would have never predicted that that deal happened, the one we just talked about. We have seven deals in our pipeline. So we have seven multifamily projects in Arizona that we're currently planning on taking uh, taking out of the ground. And Avondale was one where we thought, you know, let's go. And then we got an offer. And now with, you know, interest rates growing up, we would have thought, okay, well, that was it. And by the way, it was part of our strategy because for us, we're just big kids. You know, we need a sandbox to play in. I I love building multifamily. I love working our sites. I love working with our general contractors. So if you take away my sandbox, I just need another sandbox. So we're not, (laughs) we're not land speculators. That's not what we want to do. So disposing of Avondale the way we did was was kind of like a little bit of a strategy, looking at the market, saying you've got nine deals, you cap, you, you do take one and kind of take the profit and move on the other ones, which is what we wanted to do. We have another project in Mesa. We bought that piece of land for $5.2 million three years ago. Uh, been through the same process. So we've, we've entitled it Mesa, by the way. We met with the uh, city of, of Mesa two years ago, 
And uh, they basically said, we have one role. And that's to make sure that no multifamily gets built in Mesa. <laughs> so, so we had to roll up our sleeves and, 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 and develop a relationship with them where we reverse engineered the process. We met with them and said, okay, we get you don't like multifamily. But could you tell us the five reasons why you don't like multifamily? And they, they walked through the process of what they didn't like. And I said, okay, great. Well, what would you build? And basically, the city of Mesa built our project. And then when we brought it to them, we said, okay, listen. Meaning they customized me, based meaning, around their issues they have right. and we, stuff. We, we, we met them where they were. That's why large institutional buyers, uh, builders, can't build in Mesa because they basically bring their cookie to them and say, this is what I want to build. And the city of Mesa is like, no way. No. We reverse engineered and said, what would you build? And then she started telling me, well, I want e-urban, I want high, I want it to be As she was telling me these characteristics, I'm like, I wonder if she knows that that wouldn't be permitted in Mesa because it'll be too high, it'll be underparked. Well, let's go with it. You know, so we, we yeah. built it for her. And then finally we said, is this what you were thinking? And she goes, oh, this is exactly, if you, if you guys built this, this we'll would be, be a benefit. I said, okay, great. Well, let's put it through planning. We put it through planning and all the restrictions came up and we went back to, to her and we said, hey, listen, they approved it. So we were, we were the first e-urban multifamily project to be approved in Mesa. So they approved it. They approved everything. Our because you built what they wanted and they've got influence now for sure. to change some of the zoning. And now you customized a project. Just for them. Just for them, that would have never flown had you just if, if brought I'd have gone your in, other model. If I'd have come in with that project, they would have never flown. But since it was theirs, they carried it through themselves. So now we have permits ready to pick up. And they got buy-in now. Yeah. Because it's their idea, not your idea. It's their idea. Correct. People always buy in when it's their idea. How it's do you a make much it their better idea? idea when it's theirs. Yeah. Um, so now we're fully permitted, ready to go. And uh, we're looking for a construction loan, an underlying construction loan. And uh, as we're looking at the How construction How many units? Loan, uh, 345. Okay, so another big one. And uh, on Friday, we got an offer. And uh, So guys, 5 million. We put 5.2. Well, then you put some money into it. 5.2. We're probably into it for about 900, 900 okay. to a million of you know, architect and civil. So it's called six. And uh, the offer came in on uh, Friday at uh, 27.4 million is what uh, the group would like so to offer. Six to 27 on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know that we're going to do it again yeah. because I really, I need a sandbox. <laughs> what are you going to do when you but, flip all your no, land? But, but Jerry, at minimum, it, it's helpful for the bank because the banks are trying to say, well, what are we going to value your land at? You've owned it for two years. I'm like, well. That's better than appraisal. I got, I got an offer. <laughs> Guys are willing to close in 60 days. So, so it's helpful in that yeah. process. Yeah. Um, but you haven't decided if you're going to do it. No, I haven't. So guys, leave a comment. What would you do? Would you take, <laughs> would you take the 25, 20, what is it, two? What would you flip me? $24 million or, well, what's the upside if you, if you build it out? What, what are you thinking? You know, it's really interesting because a lot of it is about trying to predict the market yeah. right now because who knows what the market will do. Um, but I know you. I mean, realistically, what would you feel comfortable on a back end? Because you flip these. You sell it. Once you, so what Jacques does is he, he builds these new construction, put management in place, lease them up usually, lease right? Lease them up to 98%. And then sell and it then to, sell you know, to some a large cap rate guy. Buyer, yeah. 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 Who's looking for whatever? Park their money. Yeah. What would you make though? Today's number. Let's do this. Today's numbers. If we built it, if, if, if all the numbers were in place today and, and cap rates stayed the same and interest rates stayed the same and the rent stayed the same in Arizona, we would probably make about 31 million on this project. I mean, you know what my answer is going to be? <laughs> 31 with a lot of work and brain damage or 24 Done you know, and out. It, it's it's interesting, um, and I know you will. Um, and and I, I actually, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because people look at your channel, and some of them know you, some of them don't. They wonder what's up with Jerry. I mean, to be clear, 
I'm a better father and a better husband because of your example. Oh, you know, well, thank no, you. No, no, seriously. I mean, I, I, I think we connect at a, at a level. And in reality, we build multifamily not to make profit. Yeah. We, make, we build multifamily to make, have people have a better place to live. Our slogan is better life, better living. We're the only multifamily developer that I know of that offers trading and coaching as an amenity on site. So you sign a lease at one of our properties, we give you a blank check and we say, what's the life goal that you'd like to accomplish this year? And everything from people who want to uh, have a better marriage or some people are got married. Become owners and buy. Don't you help with that? <laughs> Become owners and buy if that's your goal. We have one per- person at one of our properties in Fort Worth, Texas, who uh, was afraid of swimming. He's afraid of water. And his goal for the year was he wants to learn how to swim. He wants to be overcome his fear of water. So it's not just housing. So it's, for me, it's not about housing. For me, it's about better life, better living. And you do financial education with, with these people too, Absolutely. right? Aren't there classes they take with finance? For sure. We had, we had one of our properties. They want to learn square plot gardening to teach people in Guatemala have to have, have a better life. That's, that's what they wanted to do. So we support whatever goal they would want to So you to find have. out their goals, help them achieve those goals. As just an added value to yeah, the, the gym, your- the, 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 the class A gym and the workout facility and the flex space that we have, we I mean, offer coaching. You guys don't cut corners. Your facilities are absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's such a, if you think about the rental housing market, a lot of the mindset between buy and hold is how do I put the least amount into the property? How do I maximize NOI? And there's a little bit of a mindset around, you know, people aren't going to take care of it. So don't overspend on the money to make it nice. You guys go completely opposite. And you make these so, beautiful facilities. The point I'm trying to make, Jerry, is for us, it's about the people. Yeah. And uh, Mesa right now needs multifamily. Uh, uh, Microsoft is building there. Apple is building there. And people are actually driving past Mesa all the way to the other end of town to get some nice There's housing. No rentals. So, yeah. so, so, so we, we want to see the project through. Um, and I don't know what the best decision will be, but it's not obvious to me okay. that selling would be the next step. And, and, and so what you're trying to tell me is it's, it's more about, it's not just the money. It's not just opportunity cost, but you truly honestly like what you do, we love which, what we do, which is developing multifamily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's cool. It's not just about the money. And really we don't develop multifamily. We develop relationships and I just have a different venue to do it now than I had before. So whether I was doing it in hospitality or trading and development, now I build relationships in multifamily. And uh, it makes a huge difference because, you know, Jerry, you're a rare breed. You know, a lot of people who I meet in real estate are, are there for the real estate. And a lot of them are, you know, high margin, low mission. You're one of the few individuals that I know in, in the industry who is very high mission, who, who, who is actually there to, I mean, I mean, look at your family, look at the people who you work with, look at the people who you associate yourself with. Um, there's no, there's no scruples around Jerry Norton, you know, and that's, and that's, that's rare in the industry. And in multifamily, it's the same thing. You meet people who are, you know, who cares what happens? You know what I mean? Is it, is it, is it multifamily or is it self-storage? They don't really care. Is what's the cap rate? To me, it matters. Lives matter. I can't do self-storage because it, it doesn't have the, the impact on lives that, that I think, uh, I get up in the morning to want to impact. And I feel you're the same way. So, uh, I think that's why we, we've stayed connected. I think so. For as long I, and Jock, I really appreciate that perspective you bring too. You, you've always, I, of all the people I know, I don't think I know somebody who's more, who's more service oriented, service minded than you. I mean, you help people with cars and you open your house up to anybody and you do so much for people in your community. And that's just inspiring for me too. So thank you for well, your influence it, it, and your it, example. It, it's hilarious how, how, how this goes because I feel you do the same for me. So I think that's why we've stayed connected. Yeah, I think so too. 
Well, guys, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. I mean, put in your vision these this idea of doing a million dollar deal, multi million dollar deal. I think one of the big takeaways I got, Jock, was uh, don't just do things for the money. Have a purpose. Have a vision. Really be good at what you do. And get in the game. Opportunities come when you're in the game. If you're on the sidelines right now, the number one tip I would say would be get in the game. Because when you're out there and you're pounding the pavement and you're doing deals, that deal of a lifetime, it's just right around the corner. And it always is. Yeah. And, and, and Jerry, we are going into a very exciting period right now. The economy is going to slow. Uh, interest rates are going up. And, and, and it's going to be hard to differentiate ourselves between other people people who care for others, people who have empathy, and people who are really to do the work, people who are willing to roll up their sleeves and really say, hey, I am, I, I'm, I'm going to grit it. I'm going to get this done. We'll end up far ahead of the game in three years from now than people who have concerns around the market. We've been riding a lot on easy money. Everybody's been just easy money, write a check, you know, and that's, I think you're right. I think the relationships are going to become so critical in the coming shift that's happening. Yeah, sure. love that. So guys, thank you. Um, Jacques, is it okay if we put in the description maybe some ways to follow you or learn a little bit about what you're doing? Love to share my website, talentlessrez.com, and and, and put some links down there. And people who are uh, like-minded individuals who want to pursue this, we'd love to connect Okay, great. Awesome. We'll do that. If you haven't, guys, be sure to subscribe to the channel. We'll see you on the next video.